BYU is going on the road to take on Oregon. This game is going to be played this Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. Oregon currently is a three and a half point favorite going into this matchup. Last week, BYU got a huge win at home against Baylor, beating the Bears 26 to 20. Now, if you're going to be watching this game and you have yet to watch a single down of BYU football, you're wondering, JT, what kind of team is BYU? Well, this is a team that is insanely talented and insanely huge up front on both sides of the football. Their offensive line is one of the best in college football this season. They have a lot of size and a lot of talent and a lot of NFL caliber players that are going to be playing on Sundays on that offensive line. And their defensive line is just as good as well. And what's so impressive about BYU to me is their passing attack because you look at how their passing attack fared against Baylor who happens to have a really good defense BYU is averaging 7.1 yards per pass 7.1 yards per completion and they were doing that without two starting wide receivers so that shows you how much depth and talent they have and I really love how effective they are when it comes to throwing the ball outside of the numbers. And that makes them really hard to defend. It's really hard to play coverage against a team that not only can kill you in the middle of the field, but they can work you outside the numbers. And the reason why BYU's passing attack is so good is because you lose Zach Wilson and you transition right into Jaron Hall. And... I look at Jaron Hall, this is somebody who has a really good arm, and this is also a pretty good athlete. He did a really good job at extending plays last week in their win against Baylor, and I expect him to have a pretty good performance against a unknown Oregon secondary in a sense, because we still don't really know how improved this secondary is from last season, because Oregon's pass defense was not that great. And the reason why I say it's still unknown is because I'm not trying to judge them off that Georgia game because Georgia is is Georgia. So I'm trying to be fair. So we still don't really know just how good Oregon's pass defense is going to be. And when you look at BYU, what they do defensively, this defensive line is really good at getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's what makes their pass defense so good. And they also have a really solid secondary and they have yet to allow more than 200 yards passing in a game meanwhile Oregon offensively you know we still don't really know who they are we don't know if this is a team that wants to spread the football around through the air if they just want to be a run first team or if this is just a truly all-around balanced attack now last week in their domination against Eastern Washington, Bo Nix threw for five touchdowns. He looked insane. And the wide receiving court looked really good as well. And that's the thing about Oregon. Oregon has a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. It's just that some of their most talented wide receivers coming out of that, what, 2021 recruiting cycle are highly talented recruits. 
So they have talent. They just don't really have the experience yet. But they have some guys that are starting to really come on. Troy Franklin last week had 10 receptions for 84 receiving yards and they touched down. So he definitely is somebody to look out for. So we're just looking for some reliable names for Bo Nix to get the ball out to because we still don't really know who his guys are in third down situations, who his go-to targets are, but you definitely love what you saw from Troy Franklin last week if you are an Oregon fan. You need more guys to step up in the passing game for Oregon if you are going to be able to beat BYU, a team that has a really good secondary because you can never just find a rhythm against Oregon. You really couldn't. And... That was mainly because of how dominant Georgia was in the secondary. I mean, their coverage against these Oregon wide receivers was absolutely phenomenal. So I think for Oregon, if you are going to win this game, you do need a great performance out of Bo Nix. Because this is going to be a game that's going to be close. And I don't think that no team is going to run away with this in a blowout fashion. I think that this game is probably going to be decided by three or less points. And when you look at Bo Nix, when he gets on and he gets fired, he's really dynamic. He's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the game when he's on. So can he get in a rhythm? Because the talent's there. It really just is the youth. And can the offensive coordinator of Oregon, you know, help get this passing game going early? And Oregon is a team that I do think has the capability of being really good when it comes to running the football. They could be one of the best running football teams in America this season. However, going against that BYU defensive line, you know, I definitely feel could cause some trouble for the run game if the passing game isn't there and it isn't efficient and it hasn't improved from when we saw them week one against Georgia. So I think overall, if you're Oregon in this game, you want to put yourself in a position where you're having the run game being successful late in the game, okay? Because if you can have that run game early in the game, I think it really, well, late in the game, I think it really benefits you because late in the game, you can control the clock and you can really tire out the opposing team's defense and keep their offense on the field. And I definitely think with Dan Lanning being a defensive-minded coach, formerly the defensive coordinator for Georgia, I would like to think that he would want his defense on the field to win the game. So if Oregon gets put in a situation where their defense has to win the game, I think Dan Lanning feels really confident for that. And I think that he feels really confident in his defense. However, you know... Is Oregon secondary going to be up to the task of slowing down BYU's passing attack? And can Oregon generate some kind of pass rush? Because BYU also is a team that's really good when it comes to running the football. However, you look at Justin Flo, Noel Sewell, the best linebacker tandem in college football, and Oregon's defensive line, we don't really know just how good they are when it comes to stopping the run. So I think that's going to be really interesting. But Overall, when I look at this game and I have to pick a winner, I'm going to go with BYU. I understand that they're going on the road against Oregon. 
a really tough place to win at. However, when you look at Kalani Sataki's BYU teams and how they have fared on the road against teams ranked inside of the top 25, they have performed at a about 500 level. So I think that the home crowd for Oregon is going to be a factor. However, I do think that BYU is a good enough team with the fact that they have so many veteran players there. They should be able to overcome that and pull off the upset in this game because I think that their pass defense is really good, especially when it comes to getting pressure on a quarterback. And even though Oregon's offensive line is pretty good, it's the fact that I really still don't trust Bo Nix and this passing attack of Oregon. And that's a large reason why I'm taking BYU to win this game because I know what I'm getting out of Jaron Hall. And I know what I'm getting out of this BYU passing attack with how good they are at throwing the ball outside of numbers. Yeah, they weren't good in third down situations last week. They were like three or 14 in third down situations. However, with the fact that this team is so good when it comes to being able to get big plays downfield and getting yards in chunks, if they're put in a third and long situation, I still think that, you know, they still have a fair chance of converting. And even if they aren't good in third down situations in this game, I still think that they're going to have a good chance to win it simply for the fact that they're able to get yards and chunks and they're able to generate big plays with ease, it seems like. So I'm taking BYU with the win. I think they're going to be able to pull off this upset and the final score I think is going to be BYU 31, Oregon 27. But let me know what you guys think, who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below. Michigan State is going to be taking on Washington. This game is going to be played this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Washington currently is a three-point favorite heading into this matchup. This game is going to be the first true test for both of these two teams who enter at 2-0. Michigan State has wins over Akron and Western Michigan. Washington has wins over Portland State and Kent State. And for the Huskies... This looks like a completely different football team under new head coach Kalen DeBoer than what it did under Jimmy Lake. And I mean, it is a night and day difference. And the fact that Washington finally has some offense is rejuvenating. Now, their quarterback is Michael Penix, who is a transfer from Indiana. And some of you guys may remember him from when Indiana had that Cinderella season in 2020. And Michael Penix kind of was a big story. He was really good that season. However, he had his season cut short due to a season-ending injury. And so far, he's looked really good, even though it has been against lower-level competition. And even though Michael Penix has looked sharp against lower-level schools, that still is encouraging because back when he was playing with Indiana, the last time we saw him with the Hoosiers, he didn't look good at all. And it didn't matter if they were playing lower level competition or power five level competition, Michael Penix didn't look good. So the fact that he has gotten out to such a good start definitely is encouraging. And he's going to have to have a big game if Washington wants to be able to win this one against a really good Michigan State team. And I think that a lot of people, when you look at Michigan State, they kind of think that 
last year was a pinnacle year for this program. And many people think that them and Mel Tucker are going to crash right back down to the earth this season. Now, nobody thinks that Michigan State is going to be like a seven or six win team, anything like that. We all expect Michigan State to win at least eight games this season, but they did lose a good amount of talent from last season. However, this offense, I still think is going to be good as they were last season minus having Kenneth Walker you still do have Peyton Thorne who is one of the three best quarterbacks currently in the Big Ten your running back core Jalen Berger transfer from Wisconsin looked really sharp last week you also have Jarek Bouchard your wide receiving core you got Jaden Reed who happens to be one of the best receivers in the Big Ten Keon Coleman also kind of has came on so for Michigan State, we know what they love to do on offense. This is a explosive offense that generates a lot of big plays. And for Washington, the secondary is a little bit of a concern for me. Even though their defense from a box score standpoint looks dominant, if you go back and you look at those games, they definitely kind of got bailed out. They had some blown coverages in some plays that should have been big plays however the quarterbacks weren't good enough to hit on those plays and they weren't able to deliver the ball accurately to make Washington pay for those mistakes so I'm definitely eager in seeing how this Washington secondary performs against Michigan State's passing attack and up front, Washington is really good when it comes to their defensive line and their linebacking core. As a matter of fact, I think that their defensive line may be the most talented in the Pac-12 this year. And on top of that, you have a good amount of depth there so you can rotate guys in and keep guys fresh. And you look at Michigan State. Now, last year, their pass defense was awful. One of the worst in college football. So you're wondering how their pass defense and how their secondary is going to fare against Washington's offense. Now, Washington is absolutely stacked at wide receiver. I mean, they have NFL wide receivers galore in that wide receiver room, the Huskies do. However, Michigan State secondary, if you're a Spartans fan, you're hoping that it has improved. Mel Tucker has spent a lot of time with that unit personally over the course of this offseason and fall camp and whatnot. And the secondary definitely still has a lot to show me because I want to see what they do against, you know, top-level competition. But they definitely have improved. You also do bring back a good amount of talent from last year. However, you're just looking to see who has developed, who has improved. And you just want to, it's okay to give up a big player or two here and there. But it seems like Michigan State was just allowing big plays to be ran on them every single time they had somebody drop back to throw the football on them. So, I'm really intrigued in seeing how the secondary for both teams is going to be in this game. And whoever has the best secondary play is most likely going to end up winning this game. Now, Washington's third down defense definitely is something that has to be talked about because it's 120th in college football. And that's something that is a huge concern because... How the hell is your third down defense struggling when you're playing Portland State and Kent State? You should be, you, should, you get in third down situations, you should be getting these teams off the field. So 
when you're playing a team like Michigan State, your third down defense is going to be important because even though a team like Michigan State can still beat you, even if they don't have a good day converting on third down simply because of how explosive they are at generating big plays. However, if you can't get them off the field in third down situations, it's going to be a headache for you as a defensive coordinator because you might not stop them from scoring. So I think when you're playing a team like Michigan State, even though they aren't necessarily all that great on third down because they're not that efficient, However, if you put them in third down situations and your third down defense isn't good and you allow them to convert, then you're just putting yourself in for a hard afternoon <laughs> on defense, basically, if you're the defensive coordinator. So that 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 third down defense, they got to do something about that if you're Washington. But the talent definitely is there. I definitely understand why Vegas views Washington as a three-point favorite in this matchup. And... I'm going to take Washington to win this game. Um, I think that Washington is good enough that they should be able to pull off this upset. I think that their defense is going to be able to keep them in this game if they do have some struggles offensively, even though I do think that Michael Penix should have a pretty good game. But he is a pretty streaky player, so you don't really know what to expect from him. But I do think that Kalen DeBoer has him playing some really good football. So I think he's going to be pretty good in this game. And... You just look at how this season of college football has went so far. There's been a lot of upsets. And I definitely feel like this game kind of does have the making of that kind of feeling for Washington. And it's not really an upset because they are a three-point favorite for a reason. So I think that this isn't really a team that is in rebuild mode. Because, I mean, they had talent. They just had poor coaching. This is a team that had a over-under win total of like seven and a half, eight wins going into this season. And I definitely think that they're going to be a factor in the Pac-12 championship picture. So I think Washington is going to win this game. And even though they're not ranked, I think this kind of would be considered an upset from a ranked AP top 25 standpoint. But I think that Washington should be able to pull off the upset. You just look at the fact that this offense really is clicking and their defense should perform at a pretty high level. I just have some concerns about, you know, how Michigan State's defense is going to look in that secondary. So let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below. And I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Remember that the JT Sports Podcast is available on all podcasting platforms wherever you get your podcast from the jt sports podcast is available and i'll see you guys with another episode shortly